What's your favorite magazine? Do you remember those? They're next to the candy and the cashier. Popular Mechanics is a magazine that was first published on January 11th, 1902. They are technically considered a popular science, engineering, and technology magazine, you know, covering topics from automotive tech tips to home building practices and the new tools of NASA astronauts. My favorite section is the DIY section. Each issue has a step-by-step -step project that you can attempt. In the older issues, you know, you could find stuff like how to build your own crossbow, make your own dark room for photography, or build a new and improved desk with more knee room. This week on the Do-It-Yourself podcast, <laughs> oops, the Do-It-Or-Else podcast, we try a week-long maker challenge by making something new every day of the week. Do you buy your thermometer soon? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thermometers? Fun, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, if you wanna, wanna, wanna go live, if you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, if you wanna, wanna, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It or Else podcast, the weekly challenge podcast where we take submissions from our listeners, sometimes from our heads, and we participate in these groovy challenges every week for your listening pleasure. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dustin. And I'm the other one, Ryan. This was a very special week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the the listener submitted make uh like a, make something with maker your hands challenge. every day maker challenge it's the maker, maker challenge. challenge i love that what's that amy polar show um on nbc where they they do maker challenges have you seen this show parks and rec no 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 no, no not parks and rec the other one the one where it's her and the other guy from parks and rec the mustache man but oh nick it, nick offerman uh-huh but it's a competition show have you not seen it no. Oh, it's the cutest watch, thing in the world. I don't world. watch network TV. Well, you can watch it on the internet. I guess I could. I highly recommend it. It's very cute. I What's it called? I think it's called Making It. Making It. And every episode, they're like crafty people, and they make something. It's very, oh, neat. very good. Very good to watch. Hey, did we you... We should check that. Hey, did you go to my sister's house and eat chicken? No, I did not. Why did, <laughs> why did Sloan tag you in the chicken picture? Oh, so the bevy man posted, uh, I guess, a picture of like the prep for the chicken. Mm -hmm. And I just sent him a qu question. I was like, how'd it turn out? And then he. Oh, shoot. I thought to, you had, to show me. Sloan was talking about you all week. So I thought maybe uh, maybe he invited you over for chicken last night. I was like, oh, that's nice. No. Sloan and Dustin uh, eating chicken together. But it turns out it was just information sharing. <laughs> It was just Sloan eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a really, really blackened chicken. A nice, yeah, He's he's got that royal oak traditional charcoal, I guess. He's working his smoker. Mm -hmm. He's got a, a huge nice, smoker, dude. He's got a huge smoker. The smoker on that guy, I tell you what. Yeah, dude, thick pipes. <laughs> Suck it down smoke. pipe. Dude, there is a movie. Oh, I'm going to keep changing subjects. There is a movie on Hulu called The Binge. With Vince Vaughn, dude, watched uh -huh. it last night, had a great time. Good old-fashioned comedy. Oh, Teen that's nice. Teen comedy, just laughing it up. You know what we watched last night? What did you watch last it's night? It's called Stuffed, and it's a documentary all about taxidermy artists, and it was so cool. That sounds very cool. 
It was very cool, and it shatters like the stereotypes that people that work in taxidermy are like Bubba's in the woods with you know camo pants and big beards, and it shows all these different folks, you know, like two dudes out of Holland and a guy who lives in you know the middle of America and a hipster goth chick from Los Angeles and this guy from South Africa that's traveling around learning how to do taxidermy. And they, they work on South Africa and they work on these super cool, uh, animal, you know, taxidermy things from, uh, birds, hummingbirds, like classical 16th and 17th century style dioramas to like new age, weird rogue taxidermy where it's like a squirrel with a fish's body, you know, like all this weird stuff is, I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon prime stuffed. Uh, and, uh, do you own or display any taxidermy in your home? We've got a jackalope uh, well, over our good. marital bed. Oh, does that kind yeah. of spark the mood every now and again? Um, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's fun. like it's like having a fern. It's like it's it exactly just has a lot like of sexual energy, and I don't have to water the taxidermy is just there. Oh, it's do, there. is there, do you need to do some care for a taxidermy? Maybe like oil the fur, dust it every now and then. I'm oh. sure you polish the eyes. That now kind is of that thing. fun for you, Dustin? Polishing my taxidermy. Dusting yeah, of course. It. Dusting. Yeah. It, do you sing like a little is my song? Favorite. Yeah. Dusting in my house is the favorite task for me. How's that song go? Because it goes me in the wind. All we are is me in the wind. <laughs> Get it? That's an inside joke. Nobody can nobody can figure out what I'm even talking about, Dustin. If you can figure that out, you guys can figure it out. You're pretty smart. You're pretty clever. So an- another smart thing we did uh, was we followed our listeners' advice from Sean Scruggs, the the alpha male of Hound Dog Wood. That's his Instagram, Hound Dog Wood. Check out his badass projects. Uh, he he gave us this challenge idea. He back so, he backpacks with a steak in, and just cooks it on the coals. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that's that says I didn't bring no pot. I didn't bring no hand sanitizer. I'm gonna cook right on the dirt. <laughs> I brought a T-bone steak into the woods, and that's that's the whole plan. Yeah, <laughs> eat half of it for dinner. And then save it, and then half of it for breakfast. This is great. This is a great idea. I'm going to steal that idea. Yeah. I believe that uh, term of cooking is called clinching, when you cook directly on hot coals. Clinching. Clinching. So let's clinch our butt cheeks and talk about this challenge. Interesting facts! It's interesting facts! It's interesting facts! We were really excited there on the other end. Super duper excited. We were like, oh, it's time for interesting facts. Let's do it. Remember? I I do remember. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me your interesting fact. Tell me about this maker challenge. What were you looking for? What were you well, you want to know? About? You want to know my interesting fact? My interesting fact is that uh, until the 1950s, um, arts and crafts were part of the Olympics. Nuh-uh. Yeah, man, you could win a medal really? 
for like painting, sculpting, literature, like poetry, I think, were all straight up in the Olympics. Which I thought, you know, like, okay, these like artists are, are crafty people, right? That's kind of why I came came up with it. But uh yeah, man, up until the nineteen fifties, you could win a, a medal uh for doing art. Crafts. Gold medal in crocheting. Yeah, exactly. But like you're foolish. No, I don't believe it's this. true. It it's real? totally true. But it 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 went away because like people didn't really understand why it was there. But the guy who started the Olympics was adamant. He was he was like the ancient Greeks. Not only were they doing arts, but it was like a cultural festival. Uh, not only they're doing sports, but it was a cultural festival, and the arts were really important to it so i want to have it in he actually competed and won a medal in the first olympics because he didn't think there were going to be enough contestants i think he did oh, a painting the first olympics like back the in first Greece, modern the first olympics. like ioc yeah yeah in the uh what 1912 or something along those lines i don't have the number in front of me but yeah at the beginning of the the 19th century uh or the 1900s rather but um yeah, <laughs> and it was kind of problematic though, because several years nobody would win, because no one would enter. That no, the judges didn't think anybody deserved a medal, so they would like maybe give somebody a silver. <laughs> like, Look at no, that! They would just be like, nobody gets a gold. You get a, We're just gonna give you a silver this year. Nobody did. Get Everybody it. gets silver. And it kind of makes sense that like there weren't a lot of great submissions, because if you know artisty types, they don't like competing. Um, weird. I remember being in like battles of the bands back in high school and I think it was Nick Malice would often say artists for sharing, not comparing. Uh, what a good rhyme. Yeah. It's a really good rhyme. And it like, you steal that from Nick. I put that in a new lyric of the song. Yeah. Artists for sharing, not comparing. Um, and so like great artists just wouldn't compete in the Olympics. They wouldn't enter because they didn't, because it's bad for your career if you lose and it's not really good for you. Like, the risk of winning versus losing is too great. For an athlete, it's fine to lose. For an artist, you don't really want to lose. So are they competing, like, in front of other people for a few days while painting? Or do they get to work on a painting for uh, six months? Yeah, my understanding is that you would, like, bring a submission. uh, Like, you would just bring a finished work. Because, you know, some artists spend years and years on a single, like, a sculpture or something like that. Uh, so you would bring a submission, um, and it often it kind of turned into in towards the 30s and 40s, um, people were bringing sports related art, so boxers or dancers, that kind of thing, like somebody doing some athletic thing. And it's still kind okay. of part of the Olympics now, where um, when the Olympics comes to your town, you'll you'll artists in your town will have like cultural submissions, and there'll be some like you okay. know there were like if you go over to the uh, the the Georgia Dome, or where there was the Georgia Dome, there's still a big bronze sculpture of a gymnast there on a ring out in the yeah. middle of a pond. So, like, those those sculptures and stuff still exist, just not not for medals anymore. What's your interesting fact? Well, that is – that's crazy to me. It's an interesting uh, fact, Before right? I get into my interesting fact, I had, that is an interesting fact I had no idea about. That's that, why That's why that's... the interesting fact section's here. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, before we got it, you started explaining it. It's like those live painters at concerts, at music festivals. That oh, are yeah. All groovy and dancing and 
painting while the concert's going on. By the end of the day, the painting's done, and then it's Jimi Hendrix or or it's the band on stage. Yeah, I remember those. Interesting. Those are fun. I once played a show in Chicago where somebody was live painting on stage while we were playing. Yeah, it was it was weird. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, go ahead. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. So my interesting fact goes along with my uh, the crafts I was making. I made a bunch of dice this week. Yeah, cool dice. Put it on Instagram. But so regarding the dice, it's like one of the oldest games, um, and dice have been used since before recorded history. So, so there's evidence of dice before writing. Yes, regarding like the the dating of dice made out of. Um, bones of animals mm-hmm. um, but people believe that these were just like fortune telling tools and they you know they would use them to read the bones that kind of that saying that's of pretty cool rolling the cast the bones, bones and seeing how they land and determining your future um, but there was a game called Sinet which is an Egyptian game that was played before like 3000 BC yeah the game um, of kings I believe that's that's what they call it. It's I've seen like this a, game. It's kind of like a, a strange mix between cribbage and chess or something like that. Yeah, a little um, backgammony cribbagey kind of. You're yeah. moving pegs along a board on opposite tracks, right? Yeah. Yep. And you roll to find your moves, I guess. Yes. And the original game was used in was used a flat two-sided sticks that had numbers on either side of the stick that would tell you which way or how many times you could move. Um, but then also there was a backgammon-like game found in a place called the Burnt City, <laughs> which, yeah, <laughs> dude. The rents are going up in the Burnt City, let me tell you what. <laughs> that was found in southeast Iran, and that was between like 2800 and 2500 B.C. Um, but yeah, so these, these dice have been used... Throughout ages. It, are, then, is there any evidence of like how many sided die they are? Are they like the classic, what is it, five, six sided die? Six sided dice, yeah, those go back to like the Roman times. Um, and maybe even uh, to like 2500, 1900 BC. These, these were often carved from stone, also carved from bone. Um, there was a 20 sided dice. That was found in Egypt around second uh, century A.D. How would you? Um, is there a is there a name for a twenty sided die? Uh, yeah, a tesserae. Oh, that's cool. I'm sorry, that was the 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 six sided die. So okay, oh, that's pretty cool. So the normal the, die is a, the, is a tesserae. The twenty sided die is a icosahedron. Icosahedron. Yeah, I like that. I like all and, of these. Yeah, so the the dice. I'll just you want to hear the funky cool names. Yeah, really. For the <laughs> That's the interesting dice. facts. Yeah, yeah. So the interesting facts uh, to go along with the dice sets that I made are typically uh, they're called polyhedral dice. They just have multiple, multiple faces yeah. on them, and there are seven. You couldn't dice. have a monohedral dice. I mean, that would just be. There is a interesting dice. That's where it's a sphere. And it's a it's called oh, a joke dice. I guess that and is it's monohedral. Just, it's just one number on a sphere, and it's stupid. Just for lols. It's a joke. It's a ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, uh, a four sided dice, which looks like a pyramid, is called a tetrahedron. 
Okay. A regular D6 is called a cube. Duh. But we also call D6. it a D6. That sounds like Dungeons and Dragon talk. Yep. Roll a D6. This is, yeah. Dice four. Four-sided dice. D6. Six-sided dice. Okay. Uh, octahedron. Can you guess what that is? Oh, uh, it's probably an octopus. Yes. It's a little dice shaped like an octopus. <laughs> eight side with eight die? sides on it. Okay. And it's wet all the time. It's gooey gooey. <laughs> and it's way smarter than you think. Yeah. It's a D eight. D ten is called a pentagonal trapezoidron. Wait, hang on. Say <laughs> yeah, say that ten times Pin, fast. Pentagonal trapezohedron. Trapezohedron. Pentagonal trapezohedron. Yeah. My favorite one is the D12, the 12-sided dice, dodecahedron. That's, That's cool. the best name. Do- yeah, dodeca. Dodecahedron. That's what I was thinking when you started this. I was like, I had that in my pocket. Dodecahedron. Where, where is it coming? When's the dodecahedron <laughs> coming? That's <laughs> like a good, that. the dode- really good band name. It's a really good band name. And then the icosahedron is the D20. What about so, like a... Now, don't these... Can't they go up to just insane numbers? Yeah, the, you know... 24 30 50 60 up to 120 which is a uh, this is really hard for me to think and say uh disdiacus tricontrahedron disdiacus tricahedron yeah fine also known as a kiss rhombic triachondrahedron oh that's way easier yeah that's 120 sides uh, we need 120 you need <laughs> to make those yeah i want yeah, yeah, one yeah. But yeah, dude, dice have been around for a long time, and they've been used to play games for gambling, telling the future, made out of bones, some stones, cast in bronze, all sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, we, we use them all the time in Dungeons and & Dragons and other role-playing games. And at the casino. And at the casino. That game is called Craps. Oh, shoot. Which I've never played before. I don't really understand the rules. I know you're like, don't crap out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the know rules what, either. Like, I get I roulette. What I understand what's happening there. But I've never understood in a movie what's happening during craps. Yeah. It, it seems like you're trying to roll dice to a certain number. And you can either bet against the dice roller or bet for the house. And, like, I guess you can, based off of odds, right, the most common number is seven, which I don't know why... That everyone's like, come on, seven. Come on, seven. It's the most common number if you're rolling two dice. That makes you sense. think about it. There's, yeah, there's a lot of ways to get a seven. So if someone is rolling for sevens, you can be like, well, I'm going to bet that they don't roll seven, I think. So okay. Just because you're not rolling the dice, I think you're allowed to still make bets and bet the outcome of the roll. Okay. Uh, if you're a professional craps player, hit us up at Deuterell's podcast on Instagram with a little video of your favorite way to make money playing craps or losing money. Cause I would probably lose money playing craps since I don't know the, the rules. I've just watched oceans 13 the other day and they, they somehow game the craps dice with magnet, like magnet Ooh. magnet somehow. Have you loaded seen the oceans? dice? Yeah. They load the dice somehow like electronically they're loaded so that they can take advantage of the casino all at, at like when the security system shut down or something. It was very exciting. Oh. I listened to a podcast with David Blaine who talked about a guy that moved to Las Vegas when he was younger and worked at a casino, bought a casino craps table, bought like casino 
uh, styled dice and just practiced throwing the dice for years so that he could have the skill to roll any number he wanted. Like he could throw it with a flat spin so that it would land and hit the table at a certain way so that the the way they he set bounce. up the dice, they they would spin, but they wouldn't flip. They wouldn't flip over to a different number. So they would spin like a, in a clockwise or counterclockwise yeah. fashion. So he could just like make his money, make 50 grand and, and leave and then go to a different hotel somewhere. Or he was real like, careful crazy, about dude. it. That's a really that, good that's idea. That's just skill. That's just throwing dice, man. Oh, cool. Can't kick you out for that, man. Can't kick, Can't me kick out you out for being out for good. Skill. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the challenge. Woo! challenge on this week's show was to make something every day the maker challenge just on supplies you had at hand at home dustin we were all following along with your instagram journey you were on the do it or else instagram uh making dice all week tell us tell us about yeah. your experience man what, what was happening well i've been playing around with epoxy for a while uh made some tables and stuff like that um over the last two years and I, I have a bunch of epoxy left over from these projects and dice are small and you can make dice with epoxy and I have been playing with dice making for maybe eight months now mm-hmm. and um, really wanted to make good dice. I wanted to make dice that are that not only look cool but are functional and require minimal uh, cleanup work because every time I've made a set of dice, you know, I haven't had the, the accurate tools to make these perfect dice. Um, so before the challenge, I made this thing called a pressure pot, which basically is a airtight can chamber, uh, airtight container slash can chamber. chamber. I can like chamber. it. I like a can chamber and you can, can chamber fill orchestra. it with air can chamber quartet <laughs> and the air pressure inside you increase it to 40 psi approximately and that forces all of the air bubbles trapped in the the chemical mixture of the epoxy it's a two-part system so while you're mixing it together air is getting trapped in there while you stir it yeah you kind of like you would like whisking eggs or something it gets in exactly yeah for a quiche you want that air Mm -hmm. but for dice making you don't want that air (laughs) so you put all of that into the pressure pot seal it fill it up with air and the, the air bubbles come out right so in order to have good dice your dice are only as good as your molds so i also made two molds and i have previously made molds for each die so seven molds for seven dice and i experimented by making one large mold that held all seven dice and i made two of those those are called cat molds and in theory they should have been um they should make it easier for you to do different artistic um, techniques into the dice to, you know, swirl different colors of epoxy in there um, and to also eliminate the the need for sanding all of the faces of your dice as much. Um, but I still mm-hmm. ran into some trouble and I don't I don't know um, exactly what I'm messing up on maybe it's the mixture of silicone maybe i i used the wrong silicone and it had a a slower cure time than i needed and i should go with a a 
you know, a longer or a faster cure time. I, I don't know. But the, the molds that I made, they work. They, they produce dice, but they're still not like glass smooth finish. They require the some work afterwards. They do. They require some sanding. So basically every set of dice that I made have these little pockets, these little bubbles uh, that are in the, in the mold. And when the mold is filled up with resin, those bubbles are turned into bumps on the dice face. I so see. if you look at if you look at some of the pictures and you pinch zoom on it, it looks like the dice have little zits, like little plastic acne or whatever. And those and you will don't come want off. that because then they won't roll uh, randomly. Right. They 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 are not balanced at that point. Um, so the only way to get those off, you kind of you can cut them off and then sand them down, which you know is what I have been doing. Um, but if you can get these cat molds just right, it it reduces the amount of work from sa- sanding every single dice face to just sanding the one exposed face at the top of the cap mold. Okay. So when you put the cap on, it squeezes a little bit of silica or a little bit of resin out from the sides, and that has to be cut off and sanded. But theoretically, it it doesn't uh, need as much sanding mm-hmm. and uh, prep to make a transparent set of dice which is kind of what i was going for um i'm gonna keep playing with it because i i bought some more toys um and more ingredients for dice um but the dice that i made uh, made two molds and multiple sets of dice and you can go on the instagram page and kind of see that that process of making the the i like the yellow ones Um, yeah yeah that were in the container Mm they're in the little in the jar yeah, so I made those. Found out my wife's bosses at the at the UGA Law School. Uh, the dean and the assistant dean were Dungeons and Dragons players. Cool motherfuckers. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so I decided to make them some dice, and um, I think my wife took them as gifts today. So find out if they like them or not. That's great, man. But, I thought you did a really good job. Thanks. If you want some dice. Let me know. Uh, I'll make you some. They are not jello shots. Yeah, we should uh, make uh, do it or else dice, like branded. That would be fun. Um, I don't, the, I don't, uh, I don't have any. No, we shouldn't. Just do it for fun. They're great. <laughs> uh, Kristen Crawley, our, our friend, uh, formerly known as Kristen McBride, her husband uh, has a cool workshop called the Blue Heron Workshop, and he makes uh, gaming accessories. Like, he makes wooden gaming accessories uh blue heron workshop on instagram if you want to um give him a give him a look-see he's got some cool products out there blue Um, heron workshop because they're down there yeah yeah in savannah the the blue heron workshop in savannah georgia yep sweet he makes some neat stuff so maybe he'll want some dice for his dice boxes that he makes he makes some really neat stuff custom uh wood-burned images all that jazz sweet Check him out. Got some neat stuff. Tell me about your week. Oh, man, my week, huh? Just making stuff every day, right? I don't know. Uh, Have you been making stuff every uh, day? Well, um, well, I tried. Uh, so I, I, I made that video. Yep. Nobody watched the video, and that's fine. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm just disappointed. I thought it was a pretty funny video. The video of us experimenting with magic berries. Magic berries video. Um, 
I made that video. Now, I feel like that's crafty. That's working with my hands. That's the kind of uh, crafting I'm used to. And I should say... Oh, yeah. I'm... Ne- I've never been drawn to making things, uh, whether it be like paintings or drawings or uh, like whittling something or even like carving a pumpkin. Never been a whittler. When I carve up, never, never been a whittler, always been a whistler. Uh, <laughs> that, Whittler's mother. That was that was my that was my she's senior, covered my in shavings. <laughs> um, but like when I carve a pumpkin, I'll just like that's that's gonna be three triangles and a slit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my jack o' lantern. Classic pumpkin. Classic jack o' lantern. Um, it's just it's not my vibe. So I was like, but it's you know it's the challenge. The point of the show is to have challenges. That even if you don't want to do it, like I don't have a wood shop. I don't. I have a screwdriver. You know what I mean? I don't have like a lot of <laughs> I have a hammer. I don't have a lot of tools. I'm not handy. I don't. I'm not even slightly drawn to it. Like you were making these dice uh, because like you want to, right? Like it's interesting to you. You enjoy the work. Um, So I was like, ah, shit, what am I going to make? So I made the video and I was like, that's one day. Good. Like I didn't have to physically make anything, but it counts. And the next day I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I got uh, a paring knife out and I got some strawberries and I started making strawberry roses because I had worked in a kitchen with a guy named Jeremy who was like really good at making these strawberry roses. And I was like, I never made one. So I'm going to out there in Athens at Big City Bread. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to try and make one of these strawberry roses. Um, And there's like two different ways to do it. You can kind of like carve directly into the strawberry itself and like keep it as one single unit. And that one looked pretty good where you're just kind of like carving petals out of the side. And then another one is where you uh, cut multiple strawberries up and kind of spin them into uh, like an avocado rose, kind of same thing you would get like from a sushi place, kind of like a sushi roll. Um, And so I did that and I was like, those look okay. And Courtney ate them and she seemed to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, didn't do anything else. <laughs> I, <laughs> Where are these is, dice? Uh, not these dice, these strawberry roses. I took some pictures of them. I can text them to you. They're not pretty enough to put on the Instagram. They don't compare at all to like your incredible work with the dice. I feel really ashamed. This, I think this is the first challenge that I've just like outright failed. Uh, has, can you think of another one? No, this is pretty stinky, Ryan. It's my it's my first stink 'em up. I tried a thing. Did you find just, yourself distracted with other things, or did you just get discouraged and said fuck it? Uh, we haven't talked about it, but yeah, I am very distracted with other things at the moment. Um, I have a much busier days than I normally would have um, going to meetings, and we will talk about that when it is time to talk about that. Yes, but. Um, yeah, my weeks have be I you know, I used to just work a few hours a week as a waiter and then kind of do nothing all day. Mm-hmm. Um so I could do that sort of thing. That has not been what the last few weeks have been like for me, which is which is great. Um So, yeah, man, I I don't know what we call it. What we call it, I, I stink pot? Is that what you were saying calling it? Oh, I, don't I didn't know. call it a stink pot. Con chamber. <laughs> I said con chamber. Oh yeah, it's a con chamber. So I I don't or are know. You I, in the, I'm sorry. Are you in the conchamer? A, a conchamber a conchamber with shame. Conchamber. Yeah, I'm in my chamber. Your my chamber. chamber. 
my you're, chamber. You're my a chamber, chamber pot. You yeah. filled up your chamber pot with shame. My chamber pot is full, and I've got to get the maid to empty it. Um, oh, no. I, it's gotten me thinking. Like, maybe we should have weeks where we don't have a challenge. Okay. Okay. I, where it's just this, a, uh, like a substitute teacher day? Substitute yeah, teacher like where week? we come in and we watch a movie. Like, But we don't even have to watch a movie. Like, we <laughs> just like, what did you do this week? And challenge. we're just allowed to shoot this shit for an hour, <laughs> and that's the show. Because it's like, and I, I don't know. The show has been going on for over a year now. And it's just like every, pretty much every week for the last year, something like the last 48 weeks out of the last year in a month, right? Yeah. We've had something we had to like get done and I just couldn't do it this week. And I'm sorry. But you're not I, like trying to cancel the show now because of this feeling, this temporary feeling of shame. I just think maybe you, right? we shouldn't have a show. Like who even wants a show? Well, we need someone to call in and talk Ryan down off the ledge. 724-DO-IT-POD. And we need, we need someone to give Ryan a pep talk and let him know that, you know, we, all, we always try our hardest and sometimes we stumble. And that's okay. 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 Let's review it. Every week on our show, we create a custom challenge no two challenges are alike and thus wait is that how i say that that's exactly how you say it no. no two challenges are alike so no two scales are alike every week on our show we create this is how it goes this is how it goes this ain't every how it goes. week on our show we create no, a custom how it review. goes is there's this no is like discussion there's no discussion of how it goes i know how it goes listen listen Every week on our show, we create a custom review scale to review our custom challenge. No two challenges, no two challenges are alike, and thus, no two scales are alike. We lean on the most beautiful boy in the world to create our custom scale. That boy, you know him, you love him. His name's D-double-G. What's our scale? D-double-G. Dustin, Gary go, 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 go. Graham. <laughs> yeah, Gary. <laughs> hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, I am thinking of a number between 1 and 20. 1 and 20. And the only way I know how to get that number accurately and randomly is with a D20. Ooh. So I'm going to roll my D20 here. Here we go. Oh. It's a six. It's not a good representation of, of my of my uh, <laughs> score. Um, but you know, but the, I have a, the dice fall where they may. They fall where they may. But I had a uh, modifier. I had a, a a plus ten modifier, so sixteen. <laughs> uh, say I got a a, a 16, sixteen is my score. Yeah, like I really enjoyed. I mean, I I I do enjoy making these dice and doing the maker challenge stuff. Um, I, I did find myself getting frustrated over and over that the dice weren't coming out the way that I had hoped. Um, but just like when you roll the dice, it's random. And then like this epoxy stuff is not, you know, it's, it's not predictable. And maybe 
the colors that I used affect the chemical reactions or the mold or one way or the other. So it's like that, you know, I kind of screwed up. Um, but also I kind of got in trouble a little bit for all the making that was going on. You were being a bad and boyfriend. I, yeah. I was being a bad boyfriend slash husband. Um, ex-boyfriend. The, I'm sorry. The, yeah, I was a bad ex-boyfriend, a bad, uh, husband by spending too much time with my dice in the basement. Um, in the, well, the basement, like it's, it, you know, for the amount of time, it takes over 24 hours to make a set of dice. Mm-hmm. But the prep time is closer to, like, you're you're looking at maybe 20 minutes of stirring up resin and then pouring it, and then you put it in the pot, and then boom, you just leave it overnight. So it's not that much time, but I still would be sanding dice and doing that and that other stuff that I tried to eliminate from this process, the sanding and whatnot took up too much time, which I could have spent going on walks um, or, you know, taking out the trash at the right time. Yeah, that's (laughs) something I I think I would like the listeners to think about when they give us challenges where there are some challenges that are great and there are some things in life where it's wonderful to really push yourself and like do something difficult but like maybe give us something that can fit into our lives and not there's like a downside to doing something it's not difficult to make something every day i'm not trying to say that right but it's it's, it's a it's a time suck that i don't think Ryan, people think are you about. trying to tell sean something i'm are telling sean to, tell sean to go fuck himself <laughs> <laughs> sean you broke ryan you broke ryan's 47 <laughs> episode streak of yeah, completing a challenge and it's so simple i could have just folded some origami every day or something you could have folded i got in trouble origami. too man i got in trouble because i wasn't doing the challenge oh so you got in tr- trouble trouble because you were doing it courtney was not happy that i like she she and rightly so was disappointed in me for like not making a plan and like following through on it. Um, fair enough, right? Like every you should be disappointed in yourself for it. So, uh, will you roll the die for me? Yeah. Oh wow, a twelve. <laughs> well, I lost uh, ten for initiative though. I have a so negative negative ten two? initiative, so I get I get a two. Because I did right. two, I did two, I, I made two things. You made two things. And it was fun making the little rows, and I love making my little videos. So I loved that part of it. It's just, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to like form clay into a pot. I don't want to make something. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't know how to put this. Like, I'm not fucking interested. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed of myself. But you love watching videos of people love making stuff. Love it. Love but watching people build like, things. Well, you know, yeah. I li- I wouldn't mind like, um, you know, I've been watching you build that uh, treehouse. I I would be interested in doing that. Um, I I like watching people. Is that something I can talk about? Sure. Yeah, I'm building a treehouse. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it that's doesn't not, count I, I didn't for, say it doesn't count else. for do it or else podcast. Yeah, like you built a treehouse every day this week, but like it doesn't count for making something every day. Yeah, yeah. It's. Not I mean, finished. I made a lot of sweet teas. <laughs> you made a lot of sweet teas. <laughs> yeah, I made that's product. Hundreds of them every that's day. That's product. That's product, baby. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was a cook. Like, I don't mind like creating things, but I like creating more ephemeral things, things that are here than gone. I think. 
Um, gotcha. Solid okay. objects, I think, uh, intimidate me. So I'm giving it a two out of 12. Gotcha. All right. You ready to pick next week's challenge? Let's pick next week's challenge. <laughs> Yep, so life is what you make of it. <laughs> yeah, and... I, I don't want to be a downer anymore. Let's bring the energy back up. <laughs> we're good. So we're good. I, you know, yeah, we're good. Some, we're back at it. People, our, you know, just our rub optimism some dirt on level. It. We're good. Optimum level. Shake it off. High. The, the, the chamber pot is empty. Yeah. We're looking forward to next week. I feel next redeemed. Challenge. I feel, you know, it's like confession. I've come here and I've admitted my sins and I've been washed clean. Okay. How clean? Well, um, two out of 12. All right. Nice. Uh, what is our next challenge going to be? What do you, what do you want us to do? I had some this plans. This is not a listener, not a listener no, submission. I, we do have a listener submission we're sitting on, uh, and we will do it. We're going to do it. Who's, who's, was that? Was it? That was John and Mallory. John and Mallory. We're going to get to your thing. We're just not going to do it right now. Um, but you were talking about dice and you were talking about the history of dice and you mentioned, mentioned that Egyptian game. Uh, Senate, yeah, and or Sine, Sinet. Yeah, I mean it's ancient. Nobody knows how to say the thing, right? <laughs> uh, but it's the oldest game in the world, right? What well, I mean, it, I, I think they say it's the oldest board game that makes in the sense. world. That makes sense. maybe the oldest game in the world is how long can you hold your breath? Yeah, who's in my mouth? Those sorts. Who's of in games. my mouth? We've been playing them for years, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Senate seems really interesting to me. Uh, I watched like a, like a, what's that fancy museum in London? Ancient called? Aliens. No, the fancy museum in London. Uh, the Smithsonian. Well, the, the, the English version, the British Museum, I imagine. I think the, the British, British museum, museum of Natural Art. Yeah, I was watching museum. the British Museum's, like, they have a YouTube series where this, like, funny old man with a beard talks about ancient things, and they, like, played Senate on like an ancient board and it seemed really fun. So yeah, that's the challenge. Oh, cool. Let's, let's play Senate. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to find a way to play it online and maybe I'll put it on the Instagram and listeners can play with me if they want, you know, we can, we can play one of those ancient games. If you know what I mean, play an ancient board game on the computer. I love it. Love it. Right. Love it. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's, it's similar to backgammon. So, uh, I love back. Pretty simple. Yeah. 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 You're welcome, world. We're going to play Senate this week. Um, there's an Instagram. The Instagram is do it or else pod. That is correct. We got we got a Twitter. Fuck it. Um, we got a call in line. Would love for you to call in 724 do it pod. And you can give us podcast submissions, hot takes. Let us know your. Uh, if, if you found out that we made a mistake on an earlier episode, you know, you can call in and correct us. No problem. Um, the email is deuterelspod at gmail.com. We don't get any snail mail. So uh, what? Let's, let's make that happen. Let's make that happen, you know. Um, send Dusty an email. Send me an email. 
uh, with the, one of the memes. Have you heard of those? Have you, you know, seen those? Here's what I want from listeners this week. If you or a friend has a podcast, um, we we want to be on it. Yeah. We want to be on you your want show. To, you want to talk about doing a podcast share or something like that. We'll uh, play one of your episodes if you play one of our episodes. We're not going to do that? that. We're not going to put somebody else's episode in the feed. No way. Why not? That's annoying. Dude, if you, can you imagine if you were listening to a podcast and then like some other unrelated show showed up i would be so mad that when wow. they with, okay. like, like I guess this Ryan american life a fan do that of segregation um, <laughs> i don't want to do the, that i just want to have them on the show i want to have you guys some if you got a show out there i want you to be on our show i want to be on your show that'll just be fun I, we haven't been on any other podcast dude let's bring us it. a challenge and be on our show we had carlo we had carlo rojas from the famous podcast about video games. Keep calm and game on. That's right. They've been taking a little hiatus, but I check know. out their back catalog. <laughs> I've been trying to, like, I have them subscribe, but they don't make any shows. Poor we babies. would also like to uh, thank our our the strong women in our life, our yeah. strong partners yeah. that are... Thank you for keeping us you know, accountable. Keeping us accountable. Dustin uh, needs to take out the trash. Ryan needs to... to to make whittle, something whittle a gourd damn it <laughs> if you want to be happy for the rest of your life never make a pretty woman your wife so from my personal point of view get an ugly girl to marry you yep you fucked that up buddy well i don't know those words i don't i don't know those words oh so. you want a different song no i said you fucked it up meaning like you, you married a pretty girl Oh, whoa, 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 yeah i didn't really like that movie i don't know why people like that movie i love that movie because they have a fun sing at the table that's a very small part of the movie yeah the the larger thing she treats her gay friend awful yeah she treats him terribly and she's like ruining her friend's fucking wedding because yeah. she's like jealous or selfish. Like it's it's yeah, you're right. Like well, she never she never was assertive and was like, I love you. And until the very end, you know, right. It's it's you, like, come on, you don't don't run around here and like be part of the wedding party and like act like you're our best friend when in reality you're trying to ruin this marriage. Like, yeah. Go and stick it up. What's your that butt. scene in the karaoke bar? She tries to embarrass Cameron Diaz and she's an awful singer. And then Cameron Diaz ends up winning the hearts of everybody. Because right, she's bar. a very lovely, nice girl. Just there's like nothing nice wrong girl. with her. What are you doing? Julia Roberts is just conniving <laughs> and hurting the heart of Cameron Diaz, who she just met, and Cameron Diaz. So vulnerable says, yeah. "Will you be my maid of honor?" I know. It's and like, why whoa. is Cameron Diaz doing that? Like, why? Why don't you got friends? Like, Cameron she would have Diaz. friends. 
Yeah. She probably has friends. Like, I don't even understand. But what if why she was homeschooled for like high school and college? She and does she really doesn't have any friends. She is that genial. She is like so friendly. She hasn't been bullied. She doesn't know to like be afraid of Julia Roberts. She doesn't speak sarcasm. She doesn't mm-hmm. understand like, you mm-hmm. know, that there are evil people in this world that are going to stab you in the back mm-hmm. with a grapefruit spoon. I stan Cameron Diaz's character in my best friend's wedding. Stan all day. Yep. Yep. Uh, that should be another challenge. Let's let's do like a, a get mad about '90s challenge. movies. No, 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 not get mad about '90s movies. Get good at talking like the youth. That's fire, dog. Like I don't think they say through, that. Go through all of the like. That's lit, bro. Dude, I had a couple teens like recently. Stan. If you don't know who Eminem is, you don't know what Stan is. You're like, is he saying stand? Like Stephen King, The Stand, which is very reminiscent to what we're going through right now. I don't think they're talking. Um, Wait, are, when people say Stan, are they talking about they're the talking song? about Eminem Stan? Yeah, really talking about a super fan fanatic. Yeah, and Stan was the name of the song. Dear Slim, where da, 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 yes, where I got my girlfriend in the trunk right fanatic. now. She's crying. And yeah, the... yeah. Okay. Weird. Oh, it means you're like a super crazy fan. You don't even know. Well, I, how I, am I the one that how 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 I don't even work with the youth anymore. I really you're, thought it meant stand for. No, Stan S T A N. Wow. Stan like we've learned that's an interesting fact. This is we should delete fact. the whole show and just this is the show now. Yeah, that's a a few. We're putting it on the list. Okay. And we, as always. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I'm really bad at my bits today. And as always, the, the winner of the, the slogan winner. contest will be announced. Hang on, let me roll the dice. Next week, that's a 17. Ooh.